0: Welcome to Mankato City Stream,
1: a podcast about city happenings. Welcome to Mankato City Stream. I'm your host, Adele Fiedler. Today we're with Parker Scopammer, Director of Administrative Services. Today Parker's going to discuss upcoming projects in Mankato's community investment plan. Welcome, Parker.
0: Thanks for having me, Adele.
1: The last time we were together, we discussed Mankato's community investment plan, sort sort of the highlights. And since then, much has really been accomplished, and things are getting ready to move forward as far as projects within the plan. And we're here today to talk about what some of those projects are. So with um this time of year, many people are thinking about getting outside and in the parks. What are some of uh, the Mankato park projects taking place this year?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. So, I would say over the last two or three years, we've seen kind of a heightened emphasis in our capital plan as it relates to recreation in our parks. And 22 is no different. Um, We've got some major upgrades to restrooms. um, And I think that's highlighted by Trail Creek Restroom um, that will be built here in 2022 and and be able to be utilized in that uh, neighborhood. We've got Alexander Park which will be what I would consider kind of a full reconstruction of that park in in terms of um, equipment. We did upgrade the uh, restroom facility and bathroom facility last year, um, which included, you know, um, painting, things of those, the more aesthetic type components. But also we have got um, Pickleball down at Turtle Lot Park. Um, And that is a project that has been in the works for some time. Um, but that will, that will allow for both resurfacing of the existing court, but also expansion uh, of another um, court. I know we go down there and look in the morning time, and it's always packed down there, and that, that's really a need and something that we heard about uh, from the pickleball um, players. But speaking on Turtle Lot Park, if we can... Yeah. So one thing that um, is also exciting down there is the council approved um, the plans for Turtle Lot Pool, and that will be going out to bid. And depending on how favorable those costs come back as uh, we'll potentially be looking to um, award that bid and start construction, which would be in late 2022, fall of 2022, into 2023. And now that would uh, kind of eliminate the uh, use of that facility in 2023. But the, the upside to that is, is that the <clears throat> resource that the community would have um, in Tartalot Pool with those upgrades would be tremendous. So the hope at this point is, is that those, those bids come back uh, favorably. Um, some other sales tax projects is, is um, Thomas Field's Um, And that will include us essentially expanding the field use um, to more of a pinwheel um, style, if you will, that will allow for four um, kind of youth fields um, along with a bathroom in that area. It will allow for funding will allow for um, enhancements to the championship field, which will include um, turf, which will include enhancements to the dugouts. Um, but will also include um, enhancements to the restroom concession and locker room building, which I know that has been needed for some time. And then maybe on the the final kind of recreation sales tax project, and it's on a smaller scale, but certainly needed as well, is at community athletic fields. And that will um, essentially, the funding there will allow for expansion of parking um, okay. Right now, we, we have an issue where a lot of parking is taking place on the road and or people are having to park a long ways away to utilize that facility. This parking lot will allow for parking just adjacent to those fields and much, make things much more accessible. So those are exciting things. They um, are. That are taking place, and that's been a long time in the works, as you know. Um, uh, but it feels like we're finally getting momentum and finally getting to kind of the tipping point where we can move forward with those projects. So that's, that's really exciting from the recreation standpoint.
1: And a lot of uh, public engagement went into yeah, that. So uh, I know you had said, it, it's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. I believe that the city's really put a lot of effort into getting at least that public feedback into what would they like to see if they could and granted we can't do everything that the right. public ask, but i it seemed like a really big component with these projects
0: absolutely and, and i mean certainly as you're aware the amount of plans that have taken place the amount of meetings where we'd go out and meet with a group take those back and you know ultimately that's what was proposed in turtle lots case in thomas field and a community athletic uh, field so uh, certainly a gr- uh, credit to our citizens and our, mm-hmm. and our um, various groups and, and staff that um, went through this project. It was, it was a longer project, made it more so than what some of us would like, but I think if, um, I think the product is gonna be fantastic.
1: I think so, I'm excited to see, see the final outcomes. Yeah. I understand the Leah Schwickert Arts Pavilion is also getting some work done. Uh, most people know it as the Sibley Park Pavilion. Can you talk a little bit more about that project?
0: Yeah, so I would say it's maybe a two-phase project. And phase one wrapped up a few weeks ago. And this would include upgrades to um, the restroom facilities, which were uh, desperately needed, uh, to the um, siding of the building, as well as painting. So I I was just out there um, last week, and just the aesthetic of of the building is, is really cultivated. The, the second phase of this will be next year, and that will include kind of us re-finishing um, the inside of the band shell. And again, that would be in 2023.
1: Okay. Yeah. And these restrooms are, they're open all year long, yeah. aren't they?
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think that the heightened use of this is during the Kiwanis lights. Okay. I and mean, I mean, we've got feedback, frankly, um, reasonable feedback to say, it sure would be nice to have better amenities out there. Um, so it's the same structure, mm-hmm. um, but we had looked to um, kind of refurbish those restrooms.
1: it's really maintaining our, our current assets. Exactly
0: right, exactly right.
1: Uh, construction and street work is another important focus this time of year. Uh, what are some of the major street projects that will be underway?
0: Yeah, and I, and I would say in 2022, no different than other years, we typically look to do between what I would say 7 million and $10 million of surface transportation improvements. And I think this year that can be highlighted by the 2022 alley improvements in the Lincoln Park neighborhood. Now that is something that, um, you know, we've continually worked on over the course of the last, what seems to be 10 years. Um, and this is kind of the final piece to completing that those that alley work. So that's, that's something that's nice to kind of have checked off, if you will. Um, we, as, as with every year, We've got uh, pavement rehabilitation, um, and that consists of about seven streets that have been identified that um, really need kind of the rehab piece um, that, that will take place in 2022. But then we have a reconstructs, which is including of Second Street, um, and that's configured by Mabel to Good Council Drive. We have Tile Street, which is West 11th Street to West 8th Street. And then maybe the final uh, project that I would note is a crossing enhancement um, at Timberwolf Drive, and that's really where you have uh, Rosa Parks Elementary School, and you have a lot of pedestrian traffic, especially young kids going across the street. Um, So we'll be looking to kind of slow traffic, allow for a safer crossing, and I would note that that project does have significant state funding to it.
1: Okay, and the surface projects, the um, like sealing and seal coating you talked about, Mm -hmm. those really help with um, maintenance, keeping infrastructure up to date, uh, drivability and safety. And then can you talk a little bit more about the reconstruct?
0: Yes, that's a good question. So what what our engineering staff utilizes is a paver rating, that along with kind of the life cycle of the infrastructure below the street. So when we do um, kind of overlays or seal coating, that's really addressing the paver rating um, related to the street, whereas a reconstruct, you know, we have um, infrastructure that is 50, 60, sometimes 70 years old and needs to be replaced. And in those times, we not only do the street, but we also repair the um, infrastructure below the street as, and what we kind of categorize that as is a, a reconstruct.
1: Okay. So that's really interesting to know too, that, you know, these projects are 50 to 70 years. So, you know, within our lifetimes, we might only see a few of them actually occur.
0: And and I I think the thing about um, the CIP for the city of Mankato and us allocating kind of that seven to $10 million in um, improvements to surface transportation since 1995, you've seen that paver rating, um, really increase. And by increasing, meaning it's getting better. Um, so that is something certainly for our citizens um, to experience within the, as they drive around the city of Mankato.
1: Uh, can you also talk about road work that has been put on hold for now in Germania Park? I know sure. that was um, potentially going to be done this year and shifted. Right.
0: You know, Adele, that's just like any of these projects that we have right now. We're seeing increased costs and at some point, you know, we have to have a threshold to where financially it doesn't make sense. And I think that's where we're at with Germania Park. Now that's not to say that it's um, not a priority project by any means, it just simply means with what we have budgeted and what our capacity is this year, um, you know, we have to hit pause and we've got to, got to go back to the drawing board and place it in a year Mm-hmm. where we're going to have capacity. And frankly, just 2022, um, where, the, where those project costs came in at, um, we simply did not have the capacity to execute it this year.
1: And in a sense, it's also benefiting the neighborhood uh, because they really were concerned about costs related to the overall projects. So the city is really taking that into account Absolutely. as they're looking at projects to move forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, A lot of these projects are really ones that people can see happening. However, there are plenty of projects, um, smaller projects, but very important projects happening as well. Can you talk about those?
0: Yeah. So maybe I'd start with um, our utilities, our infrastructure projects. You know, certainly the ones that have maybe got the most press or have been talked about the most is our wastewater plant. And, you know, we continue to um, be in discussions and hope for, um, bonding dollars from the state to uh, execute that project. Um, the second project would be the um, riverbank uh, erosion stabilization project on the Minnesota River. Um, we have received bonding dollars for that for that project in a previous session, and that project is slated to commence in 2022. So we're excited about that. But I think some of the smaller things you have to remember that you know our water. Um, plant is is got assets about 150 million dollars, while our wastewater plant has got assets of about 225 million dollars. So I mean these are substantially um, complex and expensive operations to run. Um, and you know just you know two projects that are smaller that that I can think of off the top of the head is uh, we've got well 15 lateral cleaning. You know these are things where we have you know deep well aquifers and Uh, IT'S A PROCESS OF CLEANING OFF um, BUILT UP SILT IN THOSE WELLS FROM from THE LATERALS AND THE PIPES THAT RUN UNDERGROUND. THIS IS SOMETHING THAT WE DO ON A CONTINUAL BASIS WITH THE WELLS THROUGHOUT THE TOWN. Um, ANOTHER ONE THAT COMES TO MIND IS HIGHWAY 14 uh, WATER MAIN LINING AND THIS IS ESSENTIALLY TO INCREASE THE LONGEVITY OF THOSE PIPES um, as we have staff that go out on Highway 15 and make repairs, um, it becomes a safety issue. Mm-hmm. So we are looking to essentially um, enhance the structural integrity of those pipes so that we don't have to go out there as often. Those are two that come to mind with, with the infrastructure piece, but certainly the, the big ones there are the digester project as it relates to the wastewater um, plant and the riverbank stabilization plant. But some other things, uh, just thinking about public safety. You know, we've got some extrication um, equipment that are essentially, you know, we use the word jaws of life, right? Right. Those are things that most people are familiar with. Um, And this really is a jaws of life that is battery-powered. So making it more, um, what will say, user-friendly, light, um, and and state-of-the-art. So we'll, we'll be looking to purchase one of those this year. But also we have a ladder truck that has been in the works for about two years um, that we'll re- be replacing. Um, and we have an existing ladder truck okay. that will be going into a reserve status. So we'll essentially have two. And then we have okay. a, a, a pumper um, that will be essentially relieved of its duty in the city of Mankato will be selling that. And you know, just to give some type of sense of how long do we keep the, you know, the various fire trucks that we have, the, the pumper that we're getting rid of um, we purchased new in two thousand one. Okay. Certainly, it's been in, in commission for some time, um, but it was, will be nice to have two ladder trucks in our in our uh, uh, fire fleet. So,
1: and these are all um, pieces of equipment or vehicles that. We need right away, so we have to help in an emergency, whether it's fire or other other emergency um, calls. We have to have the equipment to be able to manage those calls and help people.
0: Yeah, exactly right. And and, you know what you bring up—that's that's a a great point. Um, The other thing that is exciting that we've been waiting for for some time is we've been um, in continuous talks um, with the um, Minneapolis, Bloomington. Uh, International Airport, as our, um, is referred to as an ARF fire truck, uh, utilized at the airport. Um, is, it's, it's certainly past its, its useful life. It's from 1982. It's a 1982 Oshkosh. And we've worked with them through a grant process um, to utilize um, a ARF truck that is coming out of their fleet. Uh, we will utilize federal dollars to acquire that truck, uh, from what the reports that I've received, it's in great condition, um, and we'll be utilizing that, and it'll be put into our commission down here um, at the city of Mankato Airport. So that's another exciting uh, component that we have going on at the airport. Um, Some of the other upgrades that maybe just people don't think about, you know, right now we have um, on the IT side, we have about 500 cameras that we utilize to monitor certainly the downtown but various facilities uh, within the city of mankato and, and the city of mankato assets we'll be looking to replace about 50 of those cameras um in in 2022 and we'll, what we'll be utilizing with some of that is um um our IT capital budget is what pays for for that um, those specific replacements. Also, we have fiber projects that are going out to fiber to the airport, um, but also fiber to uh, Land of Memories Land of Memories Park. So, people that are residents that are camping at Land of Memories Park, um, you know, ha- offering them Wi Fi, things like that. That will be a new amenity um, at those at those parks. You know, some of this a lot a lot of the. The Wi-Fi that we, we have at the parks, we, you know, we loo- utilize CARES, um, the Fe- CARES federal um, dollars to, to implement those and, and um, pay for those costs. Um, Land of Memories falls outside of that timeline, okay. but we have been able to build that into our IT budget to continue to expand that footprint. And it's not just important for Wi-Fi, it's also important for essentially our data centers. You know, if there is ever a, what I'll call a cut in the fiber or something like that, we've got a ring um, essentially around town that we are able to fail over to. So we have, um, what I'll say protection or um, resources in the event of um, of an emergency, if you will. Okay. Um, the other uh, components that I would I would talk to is certainly we have a lot of projects going on at the civic center, and uh, you know we talked previously about Turtle Lot, Thomas, and Community Athletic Fields as it relates to sales tax, um, but sales tax is also playing a huge role in the rehab of the Civic Center. The Civic Center built in kind of that 1995, 1996 uh, timeframe and some of the components have reached the end of their useful life. So we will be replacing the EFIS. And you know, a lot of times people are asking, well, what is the EFIS? And the EFIS really on the Civic Center, as you look at it, there's kind of the green siding that's around it. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be replacing those aspects and not just from a STEC standpoint, but we are just concerned about the structural integrity of that, frankly. Um, but also, we will be replacing the roof uh, over the arena. Okay. Um, again, this that's a uh, older than twenty five years old, um, and we we just can't risk, especially in terms of concerts and in terms of MSU hockey, um, various other big events. We can't wait till there's a leak. Mm-hmm. It just uh, we just cannot um, risk that. Um, so we are replacing it this year. Um, which will be a huge project We're that will start in late s- summer. But some of the other components that we've got going on over there is we're replacing an ice plant. Um, we're replacing some audio equipment. And that's really the audio equipment, um, you know, likely won't happen until 2023. Okay. But we're in the process of kind of planning for what is the specific equipment that we need, not from 1995, but to make sure that it's state-of-the-art. And then finally, um, the LRB room, which is the old bank, right? Um, And there's a series of um, enhancements, but also uh, rehabilitation that needs to take place, um, tuck pointing, things like that. Mm -hmm. So we've got about $365,000 that will begin the process of um, rehabbing components um, of the LRB room. This is going to take five years um, to kind of chip off some of those Components that were identified through facility audits, and that's oftentimes what we do. You know, we staff doesn't always just, as it relates to facilities, we just we don't um, always pick out. Let's do this, that, and the other thing. We have um, engineering staff and consultants come in that specialize in you know buildings from that era that identify here are your greatest amount of risk. Um, so that that will be a process, um, and maybe the the last thing that I would highlight is a Broad Street Ramp. And the Broad Street Ramp is a uh, parking structure that is downtown. Um, it was built in the late 1960s or early 1970s, um, and at this point is just um, it is in need of substantial repair. Um, and uh, you know, based off of analysis, at this point, um, we think that it is going to provide the greatest amount of return. Uh, to take down that structure and do a parking lot in, in place of it, um, so that that is what we're uh, preparing to do. We're preparing um, bids at this point, or, or rather, final design, which will go out to bid this summer. Okay, um, and that that project is estimated to be complete in 2022. So again, a lot of different things that are uh, taking place. Um, from a lot of, you know, we've got 77 different services. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of capital um, that takes place to make 77 different services work.
1: Right, so a lot of exciting new things happening, a lot of exciting um, projects that are current assets we have that we're working to maintain and keep going for the next how many years. So a lot of projects, and I'm sure next year we'll be, we'll be back here talking about 2023 projects, 2024. Another item that people can look forward to is the splash pad uh, that we're looking to bring to Mankato.
0: Yeah, that's an exciting um, kind of thought from the standpoint of the council, kind of backstory on that, is the council, um, as we talked about turtle lot pool and making the investment in turtle lot pool, the council, what staff really heard was, is the council was interested in diversifying the aquatic experiences, if you will. And so over the course of the next six to eight months, um, staff, city staff, will be reaching out, holding various listening groups to kind of say, where is the best place to place um, a splash pad within the city of Mankato? There's, uh, staff have been out doing several site visits um, to different communities to see, you know, what components ha- have worked well, what does the maintenance look like? Um, so that we have that information and that we can move forward in a timely fashion. Um, You know, I I don't know that we necessarily have a timetable of implementation at this point. I, I, you know, I think there's a lot of people including staff that hope that we can implement in 2023. Um, But we'll we'll see how kind of that shakes out. Uh, But I I think that, that, again, that we're looking in terms of the amount of recreation that we have planned in the 2022, 2023, Budget, you know, it's really elevated um, from that of of years previously. Um, so, yeah, that I think more to come. Maybe we'll have we'll I'll be back to talk more about that at some point.
1: Yeah, that would be good. I'm sure people would be interested in in learning more about that. So, let's discuss a little bit why these projects are important for the public to know about.
0: Yeah, you know, and and it's really all about balance and balancing desired improvements with the ability and willingness to pay. Um, through proper planning and fiscal management, man, Cato's fund reserves, frankly, are an all-time high, but that's only one side of the coin. You know, The goal with having adequate fund reserves isn't so that we can um, you know, keep that in our investment portfolio. We wanna ensure that we have um, good quality of life assets, that we have reliable infrastructure, and and that kind of really goes to hearing, planning, and executing, and that's kind of what has uh, elevated our CIP process. Is is that you know we, we certainly want input, we want to plan to make sure that things are orderly and timely, and you know make sense financially but we don't want to just have a plan. We want to execute. And and that's really what we've been able to do is kind of have those three different elements. And I think separating these into kind of new investment versus reinvestment from a new perspective, as we listen to the council, the public, and our operational staff, there are opportunities to make the experience better Um, from a user standpoint, from a safety standpoint, and an efficiency standpoint on all ends uh, of the spectrum. But not only that, um, plan for future growth, specifically as it relates to our critical infrastructure. On the reinvestment uh, side, it is really about ensuring timely repair and replacement of aging infrastructure, which essentially means what? Um uh, this essentially means there's two primarily goals, and that's ensuring that delays don't cost the city um, additional money because it's essentially deferred maintenance. The second goal is ensuring that um, deferred maintenance doesn't put a stop to um, the use of an asset. So those are really kind of the two measures that we utilize when we are prioritizing our different projects. But again, I, I would just highlight that again. Um, you know, our, uh, what we've seen for success as it relates to CIP, um, you know, we don't want to just um, take feedback and put a plan together. We want to execute it. And each one of those um, elements are com- important in terms of hearing, planning, and executing. So and that's, that's why I think it's important. Um, and that's why I think certainly in the last five, six years, uh, the city of Mankato has seen a lot of projects get done.
1: There have definitely been a lot of amazing projects that have been done. Uh, what you've described really helps show the value of the community investment plan itself and how it helps identify, prioritize budget and plan major city projects and improvements. Is there anything else you'd like to touch on in regards to the importance (laughs) of this plan or anything else you'd like to
0: add? You know, I think the only thing is... Adele, certainly you know me and you work together on developing our CIP open house. And the open house is something that we've been doing for, you know, probably the last six years um, to showcase the different projects that are coming in the next year, but also in future years. And if, um, you know, if there are citizens out there that have got questions, have got feedback, have got an idea, boy, that's that CIP open house. There's been a lot of, examples where somebody has come with an idea and, you know, it might not be planned in that exact year, but it's something that staff can take back and say, you know, I heard this at this open house um, and we're able to look into it, plan for it. Um, And it just seems like, you know, I I think oftentimes citizens are wondering when is the appropriate time to kind of bring an idea forward and um, time and time again, that has proven to be an effective measure.
1: And we'll End be event. sending information out as we get closer. Um, at least save the September.
0: S- September twenty second um, is when that um, meeting is, um, and it's held at the Civic Center. Typically, um, you know, we have elected officials there. We have got subject matter experts from um, each of the respective departments, um, and you know, we've we've had really good turnouts. You know, we've had upwards of a hundred people that uh stop in and provide input and thoughts um and again it's just a it's a it's a it's uh, more of a grassroots effort to touch base you know a lot of times we have visuals there um, so that we can show people citizens what we're proposing um and it's just it's a good time to collect feedback
1: Yeah, there's usually a lot of people there, a lot of staff, and it is a great time for for community members to talk one-on-one with staff members about particular projects or or ideas. So save the date, September 22nd, at the Mayo Clinic Health System Event Center. Thanks for sharing information about how projects in Mankato's community investment plan are moving forward. Please make sure to check out upcoming city projects on the city's website at mankatomn.gov. Thanks for joining us on Mankato City Stream.
0: This has been the Mankato City Stream Podcast. For more information, visit our website at mankatomn.gov or call 311
1: or 507-387-8600.